0: really want to change how insurance is done in the future, and I think that's absolutely necessary. If you look at how the world is changing, how innovation and digitalization, IoT becomes more part of everyday life, you see that the traditional business of insurance will change. Uh, It will go away. People want what they need at their fingertips whenever they want it for as long as they want it, and uh, traditional insurance is, is not necessarily that way.
1: Welcome to the Lost in Transformation podcast series dedicated to the complex world of digital transformation. We feature guests from large corporations, startups, consultancies, and more to shed light on the success factors around innovation, transformation, and adjacent topics. We share first-hand insights and inspiration from experts for all the entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and anyone curious about digital transformation is the head of business technology at Munich Re, one of the world's leading reinsurance providers. As an experienced leader in the field of corporate IT, he shares his work with the business technology unit in leveraging data to assess risks and how his work in IT revolutionizes the way insurance is done. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Olaf. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today on Lost and Transformation. We really appreciate it. And you are the head of business technology at Munich Re, which is one of the world's leading reinsurance companies. And yeah, today we want to know more about your work within business technology, how this unit actually came about, how it became successful, and also what specific projects you're maybe looking at and working with. So yeah, to start, could you maybe tell us how things worked at Munich Re before the business technology unit was built. What did the world look like at Munich Ream?
0: Yeah. Hello, Christine. Thank you very much for the invite. Uh, It's a pleasure for me. Yeah, maybe i give you a little bit of background on uh, where we come from. So I maybe have to add, so business technology is a part of the the global IT function. So we basically deal with the technological setups of our innovation activities. And, um, you know, so business technology was basically implemented and a half years ago i would say and before that time we was in munich we saw that innovation is a key thing for us and will be needed to shape the future for us as a company for business models and um back then the point was that we set out with a whole a number of initiatives that were driving innovative ideas and were trying to get to market in different ways, assess risk in different ways, mostly, I would say, based on the usage of digital technologies or new technologies like drones and the like. And um, one of the things that I think was perceived back then was that in IT, we were not necessarily well-equipped to support initiatives like that. And I think that's very common in bigger corporates that you do have an it function i mean at least back then you have an it function that does all the bread and better business but maybe you don't feel you get the right support for your innovative initiatives which would be a matter of mindset technology knowledge and then obviously also different ways of uh, uh, driving projects and getting initiatives out of the door so i would say that was basically the setup when we founded bt and uh, that's where we started
1: so um, you re- realize, okay, you weren't equipped to take on innovation initiatives and so forth. What overall vision or goal did you have when business technology was built in the beginning? Was there like an intention that you for something that you wanted to achieve?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the you know. What I described was basically the perception in the company. I would say within IT, we were not necessarily of the same opinion, right? Because we felt we had already exposure to all kinds of modern and digital technologies. But it's, um, it's also a matter of perception. It's also a matter of how you position IT. And back then, we basically contemplated the topic uh, quite a bit. And we um, came to the conclusion that we really need to reinvent IT partly, Yeah, And BT was founded as the the first step into that direction. So we wanted to show that we can be quick, flexible, uncomplicated, uh, really driving innovative ideas and with very high skill in digital technologies, uh, get to success on initiatives. And that was basically the core idea of uh, when we started BT. So to do that, we tried to gather some talent from within the company. So we already uh, tried to get some people who were rather technology minded and, and also rather innovative and in thinking into BT. But we also, you know, tried to support uh, the team with more hirings from outside and from other areas and, and other industries. And so the, the basic idea was to um, shape this new unit. And based on very hands-on initiatives and very concrete cases, we wanted to show that we can make a difference, that we can really play up to the level that we need in terms of uh, expertise and also mindset and professionalism, if you will, uh, to really make a difference for innovative approaches that we have within the company. That was basically the background that we had when we started. Those were the objectives we gave ourselves. It was very much a let's prove that we are doers, not talkers. So it was what you could perceive. And most of the innovative initiatives was they were looking for help outside. They were not necessarily looking for help for the initiatives within the company, within the corporate IT back then. And uh, what we try to prove is that on the initiatives that we participated, we really can display this hands-on, very result-driven and very motivated expertise and i think we made a good difference in most of the initiatives so we gradually grew this uh, reputation of being very hands-on delivering results it was not so much about strategies and powerpoint presentations it was not about you know lengthy planning processes and the like we tried to be very much to the point and had very skilled and hands-on people support the initiatives in detail so we We also partnered a lot with our internal colleagues from the business side. So the teams were basically set up as very closely collaborating uh, teams and with all the different modern ways of developing software and the technologies we used. So the the, the focus was on, let's sit together, let's share the same objectives, let's try to become, let's say, if you look at innovative initiatives and you perceive them as partly driven by a business-minded CEO kind of role, and a rather tech-minded uh, CTO role for the initiative. We try to clearly fill the role of the CTO, so really drive technology. We actively try to not just you know wait for requests and then try to support initiatives from a technology perspective, but rather shape the initiative, because most of the innovative ideas that we pursue are to a bigger, partly, technology base. So it's, it's really a lot of technology play. You can't just passively try to, you know, Uh, fulfill requests. You really have to drive also the initiatives and the products that we get out to the markets from a technology perspective. So that was the core of what we tried to achieve.
1: Super interesting. I like the statement of reinventing IT and, you know, being doers, not talkers. That's a great angle. And then um, after all was set up for this new business unit, what was the journey like? Can you tell us a bit more, maybe what were some first problems that you encountered or how did it all start?
0: Yeah, as I said before I mean the idea was to position this part of IT as a role model and then gradually maybe try to get some of the learnings some of the um, practices some of the attitudes even I'd say over to the rest of IT because I think that's what we perceive back then we need to be much more active as an IT organisation in really stepping up and trying to drive business and, and also rather partly the development of the company and of the businesses that we are currently engaging in as a matter of fact I think increasingly we see that a lot of even the traditional business is at least more and more in need of a technological discussion and technological expertise also for the let's say the rather traditional reinsurance contracts that we do data analysis and and also technology setups are increasingly important even in those areas so from that perspective that was where we started that's what we wanted to position ourselves in now when we started As you can imagine, there were quite a number of initiatives that tried to break away from the slow, complicated, uh, rather process-minded let's say, core of the IT function. They they wanted to get uh, quick answers, people who are readily available, rather freelance, people who live in labs and stuff like that. So that was the original intent with a lot of the initiatives. We obviously had from our past, obviously, some good business contacts who we knew would be willing to work with us. We had obviously some colleagues in IT as well, and then in BT, who were well-respected with good contacts into the business. So we basically, from those initiatives, we tried to grow our reputation that we really deliver and we really can play expertly on innovative initiatives as well so in the beginning i would say it was more a i was part of a sales process that we try to pitch our capabilities we try to kind of uh, repeatedly tell people that we up to the job that we we try to produce more and more evidence that we can uh, really be successful and then obviously it's a word of mouth thing as well right so if if businesses uh, support you and they increasingly talk in a positive way about your contribution then that News spreads across the different uh, parts of the company. And that's what we try to, that's what we try to drive and increase over time. And, and I think due to the very good track record that we could produce, we could really make a difference. And and I think now are in a different position. Now I think it's the other way around. Most innovators inside the company basically try to talk to us before they go out and seek help in, in other places. So that was a good success that we had let's say part of the good support that uh, we could provide was that in reinsurance and insurance at least as long as you're somehow you know close to the core business and as long as you are in the insurance area it's a, it's a regulated industry right so it's like you have to fulfill a whole wealth of regulatory requirements there is a very high awareness that security is important data protection is very important So if we talk to our clients in in the insurance industry, they are absolutely aware that those things need to be in place. And um, they are also actively approaching us about certificates and uh, ways to audit our operations and the likes and all the innovative initiatives we have as well. So the point that we learned early on was that it's difficult. or Let's say the difficulty in getting a new product to market or a new solution out or uh, to launch an app is not necessarily in producing the technology. The real difficulty was after you had the first product idea implemented uh, to get through all the different uh, processes you need to have to get all the security and compliance approvals to really go to market with something like a new innovative uh, product. So at the end of the day, and that turned out to be a real asset that we could provide from a business technology perspective uh, because we uh, had very good proximity to the organization, because we had a lot of experience in how insurance products and systems need to be run Uh, we were really, I think, well-equipped to get all those things squared away rather quickly, while initiatives that came from the outside and had maybe some early on productive versions of a piece of software of an app or whatever, they really struggled a long time to get those things really approved for usage. So I think those topics also added. Uh, So we, we really, the promise we made was we help you from idea to cash. So it's not that we just support your uh, your innovative idea, we don't just support you till you get to an MVP style uh, setup. We really support you till you make money with the initiative, which means that we get you through all the different compliance and security requirements as well, plus a professional setup for running apps and, and, and platforms and the like. So I think that added a lot to how we gained success and gained good reputation within the company
1: yeah that sounds uh, like a super successful journey so far already, and you mentioned already some innovative initiatives as well. Could you share with us maybe one or two specific projects or themes that you have worked on or are working on at the moment?
0: i um, sure so uh, I would say and I, let's say the underlying i mean we are an insurance company in this way, and the key thing we deal with is data right we have uh, we we don't produce any tangible goods, we just produce contracts and promises and we can assess risk. And most of that is very heavily. I mean, it's kind of very obvious that you need digitalization, that you need um, a good data management function in place. And so from that perspective, the first thing that the company invested in heavily was in the skills that we have around data, analytics, AI, stuff like that. So one of the key successes I would say we had was that by now, after Uh, some bumps on the road um, on the way, we have now produced a cutting-edge cloud-based data lake plus analytics uh, suite function for the entire company. So the challenge basically is that we have businesses across the planet And one of the key assets that we perceived early on would be to really make this data available for the entire company as much as you can. So there's a lot of regulatory requirements and data protection clauses in place, obviously, but nevertheless, you need as a global player to assess your risks on a global basis, to understand the risks in different areas and on topics more collectively. And what you need to have is data. This partly is data that is not readily available in markets. So... A lot of the data we need, a lot of the information we use to assess risk, you can't just get that on the market, right? You can't look the stuff up at Google. You can't buy the data necessarily. It's a lot of our own data that we can use to do those things. So one of the key things we implemented was this data storage and analytics function that by now I think has reached a very good level of security and also performance so that gradually we managed to spread the solution across all the different businesses worldwide. And that was, I think, substantial investment but nevertheless i think the company learned a lot and we learned a lot in how we provide a solution that to all the different businesses we're still shaping the exact offers but i think i would already consider it a success that we managed to get the structure out end to end so with obviously in close collaboration with our colleagues on the business side but from a technological perspective also we we learned a lot and i think we we got it in place in a very reliable and secure way right now so that that's one of the key initiatives We drove over the last two years. So that's, I think that's a a key achievement that we have. And the other thing is, we call it Excite. It's it's a platform basis for digital insurance services. Let me call it that way. It sounds a little generic. And to be honest, it is what we saw over time when we had um, so many different initiatives uh, go to market in, in a lot of different markets, a lot of different lines of business. And as I mentioned, we were increasingly able to support Those business initiatives, but what we saw was that we had to solve the same, let's say, underlying problems over and over again, right? So you have customer, you have, for example, authentication problems or data management problems or kinds of underlying technological things that you have to solve so many times over. Plus, we also saw that on the business side, certain digital functions are were requested. That also led to we solved, let's say, the same problems let's like cyber risk assessment or something like that in different regions and different markets with different business units in different ways which then we came to the conclusion that as we with well, the growing let's say portfolio of initiatives we saw that we keep getting the same requests, and that's when we started to amalgamate, I would say, the different requests from all the different initiatives. We try to extract the right digital service to service really a number of initiatives and thereby really reduce risk, reduce cost, and, and also significantly increase time to market for those digital functions. So we currently, we bundle and excite all those capabilities that we currently use in-house in, in a lot of the digital go-to-market initiatives so that's a second thing that's it's rather overarching and what we support is all kinds of businesses like one of the i would say even more mature uh, initiatives we have out right now is in the in the life reinsurance business they, We call it mira digital suite it's basically a platform to revolutionize the processes around life insurance underwriting so, so far, it's a lot of paperwork with our solution. It's a digital combination of what the client, so the insurance client needs, what the insurer needs, what the reinsurer needs. Plus, we also have a communication with doctors for certain approvals and the certificates you need as an applicant for a life insurance. We were able to automate most of this process and uh, by now have uh, also very good uptake in different markets. So there is quite a number of interesting initiatives that we drive and support out of this you know, collective backend excite that we currently have in place.
1: Nice. It's super exciting to hear uh, how you build these analytical tools to assess risk and all of that based on data. Super interesting insights. And from all of this that you've built, do you have a specific learning or a specific tip that you'd like to share with us?
0: Well, from my perspective, the thing that helped us a lot was that early on, we focused on real hands-on results and we had a clear promise to our internal colleagues that we would support them end-to-end. I think that helped a lot. So we we tried to not talk too much, but we tried to do the right things and get initiatives out. That, from my perspective, was uh, core. The second thing in building the organization was that we tried to really not compromise. So if you have an innovative initiative, you have limited resources, you have limited time frame to really prove that your idea is valid and you can get success and what you cannot do in a situation that that is not have the right people join the team so you have to be very careful to only have yeah the best fit people for the respective initiative and that's what we try to get we try to not compromise we try to focus very much on the success of our initiatives i think those looking back those were i think the two major ingredients that i would say helped us a lot
1: Yeah, those are quite hands-on tips. And so you've talked a lot about also the successes and the initiatives that you've built. Was there maybe like a mistake that you made where you can share, okay, this is something to avoid or any experiments that have failed along the way that you learned from?
0: Well, I think I feel the hardest part is to kind of really stop initiatives. So to stop initiatives was uh, proved to be very difficult and we still struggle with that part. So to, to really come to a conclusion that you say, okay, we'll we'll not carry on with something, that's really hard because especially in a corporate situation, you have a lot of stakeholders and mostly a lot of people have invested quite a bit of their time or money into an initiative. So to really conclude that you will stop now is uh, has consequences on a broader level and thereby I think it's very difficult to make. And so that's difficult. What I feel we learned on the way is that it really pays off to look for experienced people in the area of innovation and try to get help from experts, I would say. so. I believe that a lot of or some of the initiatives we had benefited greatly from having experienced people who had some, let's say, background on founding companies and trying to focus on the most important success criteria and really, in a very ruthless way, try to get to the weaknesses of your product or of your idea. I would say all of that is not necessarily corporate style in a lot of ways because it can be very brutal. It can be very strict. And it can be very painful. And it leads to sometimes you have to stop an initiative. All all those things are not necessarily, let's say, common good in the thinking of a big corporate, I believe. So that helped us a lot to get, I think some very good people who supported us in honing those skills and improving on our products. I think that's a learning that I had and I didn't necessarily see like that in the beginning when we started. So that maybe was a mistake to not have those people in early. On the other hand, I have to say, I think this learning journey you have to do as an organization. It's You can't just buy how you do innovation into a company. If you want to be close to the core, let's say, otherwise, I guess you can also invest your money into some kind of, or give it to some investment experts. But if you want to, as a company, become more innovative and really embark on that journey, it's a lengthy and partly also painful and I guess also expensive learning that you have to do. But you can't just buy the skill. You have to have some of the experiences for your teams. And I think that's also one thing that we underestimated a little bit in the beginning, how long the journey is to get to some of the conclusions you need uh, to really get successful products out. And yeah, that it's, um, I think the misperception we had in the beginning was that a lot of people felt to do innovative products would be rather a relief from the daily burden of going to office and wearing a suit. So you could go to labs, dress more casually and you know, follow your own rhythm of work and, and leisure. And I think quite a number of colleagues found out that that's not really a reality. I think innovative activities is incredibly tough. It's rather merciless in a lot of ways. And it's really a constant struggle till you get an initiative to at least a certain level of success. So I think it's really an uphill battle all the time. And I think that's one thing that we did not necessarily, at least I didn't anticipate in the beginning that much. If you want to call that as a mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically it helps to leverage the network of innovation experts that's out there to get to the goal faster. And yeah, you mentioned earlier that the business technology unit is now about two and a half years old already. So looking into the future, is there anything you're looking forward to for the unit or for the unit in in Munich Re in general? Anything that's next that you can share with us?
0: Well, I believe... I mean, I think it's about the balance, right? I think what we saw in a lot of the innovative initiatives, I think you can copy a lot of the practices and especially the attitude to other parts of how we do IT. That's at least my firm belief. So let's say to not get lost in processes that you've set up a long time ago, to really try to strive for the right outcomes all the time, to use modern technologies more, let's say more explicitly, to try to be very close to your clients, because that I think was one of the key success criteria for BT so far was that we really try to understand our clients, we really try to be part of the business initiative. So I think IT needs to become or is already to some extent and needs to become more part of business because I think most businesses in the future will be heavily impacted by digital impact uh, by digital technologies. A lot of the current practices will go away because there's a much less expensive and faster, more maybe even better way to do things. And you know, to scan what you do today and see how you can improve those things using technology is one thing and one attitude that I think we can expand to all the different areas that we currently have in IT and then, thereby also helping. Re- Reshape Munich Re, and also that was one of the I think the purposes we early on agreed for ourselves and communicated to whoever joined the team was we really want to to change the industry. We really want to change how insurance is done in the future, and I think that's absolutely necessary. If you look at how the world is changing, how innovation and and digitalization, IoT becomes more part of everyday life, you see that the traditional business of insurance will change. Uh, It will go away. People want what they need at their fingertips whenever they want it for as long as they want it, And traditional insurance is is not necessarily that way. So I think there will be a lot of change and we will want to be actively driving this change. We want to be a leader in how the insurance industry develops as a company and also as by team SBT.
1: Yeah, that's a super interesting outlook. I um, especially like what you just mentioned with Yeah, basically changing how insurance is done, transforming or changing the traditional insurance landscape. So thank you so much, Olaf, for taking us along your journey on business technology. And especially interesting to hear what initiatives in using tech and data to assess risks you've brought to life so far. Yeah, thanks again, Olaf. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Pleasure was online.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Lost and Transformation. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe to our channel and leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of our podcast.